Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Swarm, a podcast about design, architecture, and the creative community. I'm your host, James Catalano. And I am your host, Seamus McGuire. On this episode, we're switching up the format a little bit. We will not be interviewing a guest. It'll just be Seamus and I talking a little bit more about um, our opinions and our ideas, talk a little bit about Cicada and what we do as an architecture firm. And we're going to talk about interesting projects around the city. So our office is located on the corner of Jackson and Magazine Street, and we recently just peeled back some of the frosting that they had on our glass um, to let a little more light in and open our space up. So if anyone wants to stop by and see it, we have this cool new CNC logo made of wood that we put on our wall. And our it lights up. It lights up. Yeah, it's interesting. We've been open now for about four or five months since we started. And originally, we didn't want to reveal the inner workings of our office because we weren't necessarily polished on the layout of our office. It didn't look nice. It didn't look nice. So we immediately put up this film and we're really covert. And now we're, we're finally getting our act together as far as how we look on the inside of our office. Um, and we're starting to reveal some of the inner workings. So like James is saying, we, we have this, our logo um, that Minmu designed and construct CNC'd out. We have that on the wall. And then Matt, actually, one of our partners, put these awesome LEDs on the back so it will literally glow at night. It looks really nice. It's really shaping up in here. I think we just need a few plants and Agreed. we got it. And then other great news is we have our exterior signage about to come up. So we're really pumped about that. Um, currently in our signage area is the Franco's Pilates Yoga Studio sign, which is very um, it's very confusing to passerbys when they're looking for us because they're like, wait, you're not the yoga studio? And we're like, no, we're not. And we, and quite quite honestly, um, you know, we just haven't gotten there yet. And it's it's really funny. People always walk into our office and they're like, yoga? And we're like, I mean, if you want to, you could do yoga in here. But like, I think it's down the hall. <laughs> right. So if you're on Magazine Street or if you're uptown, swing by. You'll see us. We're right next to the bearded lady. Um, Come check us out. Yeah. We're actually always happy to have people come in, stop by, and see what we're actually working on. You know, it's it's not every day that you can just kind of jump into an architecture an architectural firm's office. And I think we, we kind of really pride ourselves on that, you know? We have a lot of cool toys, and maybe y'all can be on the podcast. The setup is right when you walk in. It's pretty rad. So let's talk, let's talk fun stuff around the city. Um, we're kind of coining this episode as changes in the skyline. Seamus and I were um, using our drone to take aerial photography and video, and it kind of led to this tour of the city, and we got some interesting pictures, and we just noticed how the skyline is really changing around the city. It's changing both in entertainment, but it's also changing in infrastructure as well. So the three that we'll kind of touch base upon is the Canopy of Peace for the World War II Museum. We're going to touch base on the Sewage and Water Board new water pump towers the twin towers the twin the twin water pump towers and the new drive shack that was the old times pick building so the national world war ii museum is kind of a staple in the city and in the nation Um, it has a very unique architectural style especially for the city and if um, you all have been update on the architectural news lately the canopy itself is actually under construction as we speak um, and I personally think it's going to be fantastic. I, ooh, I said fantastic again. There we go. <laughs> a little uh, side note. I always have to edit James's fantastics out. A lot of things in my life are just fantastic. I don't know what to say. 
So this canopy that's going up, um, it's called the Canopy of Peace, and it'll be 150 feet in the air, and it spans an outdoor space between the campus of the World War II Museum. It will be a football field and a half long and 40 yards wide. It's crazy. It's going to be massive. Um, it, it's, it's one of those... Again, transforming the skyline. One of the we haven't really seen much transformation in the skyline until very recently with the South Market District. But you, now we're getting this canopy of peace. It's essentially an art piece. It um, is. It, it's a private, privately funded. Um, they're estimating. I think it's it's roughly twelve million dollars. Right. Um, it was a, it was a generous donation actually from one of the museum board of trustees members. Uh, Boise Bollinger. And it was designed by the New York-based architect. Bart Vorsinger. And, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. And local Mathis Briere. If you haven't seen it yet, um, the design is these four large columns that meet at the base and they, they extend upwards towards a large triangular canopy. The canopy itself will be made of Teflon-coated fiberglass panels. What is that? Teflon-coated fiberglass panels. That sounds crazy. Teflon is what... Teflon's like on, plastic, right? No, Teflon's, it, Teflon is what you cook with in your pan. It's nonstick. Oh. So it'll be a nonstick surface. and it just can, shows you how much I'm cooking. You can cook on top of it. That's essentially what they're designing it for. The original design intent was to have this like large object float and kind of hover above the campus. It, it's similar to an airplane wing or like a, a thin cloud. And the trusses holding it up, or the columns holding it up, were originally designed to be very small and thin. But when they went into the structural engineering, they decided that they were going to beef it up and not just meet the bare minimum requirements for the right. hurricane winds. And these things are going to be very beefy. Um, they actually built models and did wind tests. And um, it's going to be very safe, and it's going to withstand hurricane winds, and it's not going to fly away. So, I mean, my thing is, though, as a designer and as a pedestrian, like, are you going to be able to feel the impact from the ground? I mean, I, kn I know you will, but I guess all of the renders that have been brought out show it from bird's eye view. I mean, no one really sees it from bird's eye view unless you're flying your drone, you and know? I think that's been the case for a lot of criticism of the canopy. Like, oh, what's this big eyesore thing that's going to come up? Uh, the renderings they've been showing have been from a strange angle. Um, right. It's usually a top-down view. People of New Orleans are a little skeptical about it, and I think that this is something that's very unique, and it will be very unique to the city. So I do challenge everyone to embrace it and celebrate it and brag about it because this is something that you typically don't, many cities don't get, and it will be an icon of the city. This will be something similar to the Sydney Opera House. It'll be right. our Eiffel Tower. It's not as maybe grand as those things, but it is on a similar uh, scale where it's this giant floating art piece, and I think it's going to be really cool. All right, dude, so let's talk about Drive Shack. Drive Shack. Drive Shack, this has been something in the works for quite some time. Um, it, Drive Shack, for those of you um, who are not familiar with it, is a competitor to Top Golf, actually. Which um, is really fun. I don't know if you have ever done that. Essentially, the idea is that you tee off from a central point and it, it's, a, it's a driving range, but it, it's, it's a little a more range. interactive. It's got like fun bells and whistles and you can like drink beer and eat food. And it's, stuff. A, it's a tiered driving range. So there's literally levels of driving ranges where you can you, everybody just tees off into the same zone um and i'm not a golfer um i'm actually terrible at golf but it is really fun to just sit there and 
hit balls on the driving range and have the little scoreboard thing pop up. It's really good. Totally agree. I think I think the big thing for me on this particular building, though, is that it's going in the old Times Picayune building, which is off of I-10 on the 3800 block of Howard Avenue, which is a very iconic building. And it's been abandoned. It's been abandoned for two years. Um, so in 2016, an investor group led by Joe Yeager and other real estate developers, um, Arnold Kirschman, Barry Kern of Mardi Gras World, and Mr. Michael White, uh, local businessmen have all gone in and purchased this piece of property. And since then, they've been getting a lot of proposals on what it should be or can be or we want it to be. And clearly, you know, it's finally fallen into Drive Shack's hands, if you will. Are they going to use the same building? So they're not. They're going to, that was, again, part of the, the development plan. Um, it had to go through zoning and it, it has gotten approved. Um, and it's, it is official. They're going to demo the entire building. So that's, that kind of plays off of the same aspect of, uh, changing the skyline, that times pick a Yoon tower. It's um, iconic. It's going to be gone. Yeah. I mean, instead of seeing the times pick building, um, and, and you know, from what, from what the research that I've done on it, uh, the, the layout itself, um, was very specific to newspaper print and it wasn't necessarily usable space for a lot of other uses. And so, Again, it's been sitting desolate for two years. What do you do with it? How do you re-engage it? And I think a, an interesting point to make is it's kind of an end of an era and a, and a beginning of a new era. Newspaper, as we know it growing up, is really gone, right? And that was kind of what that was. And I think that's why it's kind of sad in a way that it's being demolished. And then you have this new form of entertainment taking its place. You know, people want to be stimulated. They want to you know, go somewhere that they can have a good time with their family and friends. You know, this is a family environment that they can go to and, and go hit some golf. I mean, that's going to be that's going to be an interesting one to watch. Uh, it's 20,000 square feet in footprint. It's 62,000 square feet total. And uh, like we were saying earlier, you know, there's going to be um, there's going to be technology in the facility that'll allow both, you know, new and experienced golfers to to go document and improve their shots. How, how long is that uh, going to be under construction? I think it's like two years. Um, so in the next, well, the canopy will be done supposedly by the end of 2018. Okay. So then in two years, you're going to have the, the, uh, the drive shack, the dry shack, the, the drive from the interstate's going to be very different coming into New Orleans. It's going to be very different. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I will maybe have my next birthday there. <laughs> birthday party. James Catalano, are you going to turn 30? No, I'm, I'll be 29. Well, it, by the time it's open, I will be 30. I'll have I my 30th it. birthday at the golf course. Come join me. All right, so last um, piece of, of architecture and infrastructure that's changing the city that we want to touch base on is the new sewage and water board towers in Hollygrove off of Jefferson Highway and pretty much Carrollton area. It's creating kind of a beacon for the sewage and water board. They're almost like rebranding themselves after a lot of mishaps that we've had in the city we've had a few water problems in the city right i almost see it as like a rebirth you know well it is shocking and it's a very unique thing going up because in terms of architecture a water tower is not something you inhabit so it's really just for infrastructure it's and it's symbolic it's 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 a beacon kind of now of that area marks that specific area and it's providing like super upgrades to the city's water pressure. So what happens is if the power goes out in in the water pumping stations, 
it, the water, it loses pressure. And when it loses pressure, they advise everyone to boil their water. And that's because when the whole system is a giant grid of pipes, old and new, and a lot of water seeps out of it. So when you have positive pressure, it's pushing water through some of the leaks and the cracks. But when you lose pressure because of the, elect- because the pump's losing electricity, water from the ground will seep into it which increases your chances of contamination, which is why they advise people to boil your water. So these towers being erected, they're going to be 200 feet tall. They're going to hold 2 million gallons of water. That's wild. I know. It's crazy to think about that. And what it will do is they'll allow the system to still hold pressure for almost an hour, even if they lose power. And typically when they lose power, it's just for a few minutes or like maybe a half hour. Um, but that is enough time to allow water seepage to get into the pipes. It's, again, it's a huge boost to our infrastructure. And it's also visually, in my opinion, kind of an iconic upgrade to that area. Um, and, of course, they're branded with the classic logo from the Sewage and Water Board that everybody likes. So this is uh, a big upgrade. And hopefully, you know, it has a lot of positive impacts. Um, it's not only going to hold the pressure, but it also will hopefully root reduce the amount of maintenance that they have to do on the pipes because it is still holding pressure. Um, and it's going to create something nice in the skyline in that area where there's typically not something very large. Totally agree. So that's going to that's gonna wrap it for the three projects that we wanted to talk about for this episode. Our next episode will feature Gary Solomon Jr. from Solomon Group. Uh, he's a fantastic person, fantastic company. I'm saying fantastic. Now you're saying fantastic. <laughs> this is great. We're rubbing off on each other. As always, we want to thank our sponsors. Brew Cray, located near Frenchman in the Marigny, and PJ's Coffee on Jackson and Magazine Street, Uptown. And Kyle Ortega for our music. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. <laughs>